Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, well, I think we've given some thought to how Hollywood will be affected by the changes uh, because of the pandemic. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Um, well, uh, first of all, Bradley, I read an article in the Washington Post. Uh, the headline was the pandemic will make movies and TV shows look nothing like we've seen before. Yeah, I imagine. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I want to read this. Okay. Side note, paywall. So fine. I finally just did it and I bit the bullet and I got a subscription to the Washington Post because I always get great headlines from them and then I can't read them. So I got the opportunity to kind of read through this and I'll tell you, we've talked a little bit about how the pandemic might change entertainment as we know it or TV and movies as we know it right now. But there are things that we that that I don't know that I gave a lot of thought to, right? So oftentimes we're talking about like, oh, how are they going to do love scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. You think of close contact. You think of that kind of close contact. But what about, for example, um, crowd scenes? Yeah. You know, those are things where they employ a lot of extras to show up on set. And one of the things, and, and this is, as this article says, what what Hollywood does and traffics in and has done, you know, for for years, for many, many years, as they've um, made movies, as they've made TV shows, is they move mass quantities of people to sets to behave as though they were always there. But now because they cannot move people in mass quantities, um, there's a lot of people who are missing out on that that extra, you know, the, the money that they're earning. Well, yeah, literal extras. Right. And then. And then they're also um, not able to move people en masse like that. Add to that, the way that some of these TV shows are staying in production mm-hmm. is by producing things in pods. Yeah. So have 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 you have we talked about this yet? That this, this is I like mean, the way that they're sort of in terms to of do movies. This? Yeah, in terms of how um, you know you have to put people in bubbles, um, and it's kind of similar to what a lot of. Um, out, I don't know how to clump everything together, but sports, for example, you know, they're right. in bubbles. Schools, uh, some schools are in bubbles where you've got these people who are tied together in these groups so that if part of the group goes down, you know, you can isolate a small part of the group versus having to isolate an entire group and then no- nobody can do anything. Right, exactly. Well, so what the, so even within one TV show, for mm-hmm. example, they talk to the um, producer of uh, Better Call Saul. Okay. And in order to just think about like, the, there actually are people who now they've hired to be the COVID staff. Oh, sure. So they yeah. do, they ma- they manage the testing, they manage the, you know, how people are in pods and then they move the pods accordingly so they don't cross-pollinate the pods. Yep. Um, and so 
that person's job is to make sure everybody stays within a certain distance of each other. And they talked about what it's like to try to film a crowd scene. And he said it takes 10 times longer. Oh, I'm sure. Because you can't have the full crowd. So you have to play with angles and move people so that it looks like there was a larger crowd than there was. I imagine, and he didn't talk about this, but um, I imagine that there will be, we'll see more CGI. Oh, for sure. Um, And, and they, but it's just going to be a lot. It's, I don't think we actually have yet confronted the true scope of how this period of time is going to affect because people are getting back to work now. Well, what's what's interesting, and this will be the you know this will be the thing that we learn in the next few you know months slash you know years going forward because I think of a pandemic is similar in some ways to think of like a war. So think of you know World War Two for example. Mm-hmm. The the military technology that came out of World War II was because in the moment on the battlefield they needed things to happen a certain way and they needed to get sort of a military advantage so that created all this uh, technological innovation in a very small amount of time that then actually had broader implications on society as a whole beyond that particular war so even when World War II was over then you had all of this technology and learning and knowledge that had been gathered during that time spread out and diffused throughout society as a whole Mm -hmm. I think the very same thing is going to be true for this pandemic and while we might actually go beyond um, you know the initial danger of of COVID-19 whether it's because of a vaccine or what have you everything we're learning about in every different industry that has been affected by this will have some knowledge that they will then put into practice going forward. Even if it doesn't mean that, you know, because you don't obviously it's so obvious, so obvious once there's a vaccine, like you'll be able to do crowd scenes again, right? Like that, right. people are just going to do that because it's easy, but I guarantee you the logistical knowledge that people have learned in terms of how to move people around efficiently and to prevent the spread of disease, much less um, just to make those efficiencies that, that these different industries are learning will have ramifications and implications beyond just this particular crisis which is actually a blessing right with that's wrapped sort of in the curse of this particular moment Mm -hmm. and i think that we don't see those things right now and we don't really spend a lot of time realizing that out of this we're going to learn so much that we might actually be the better for it beyond just you know this one communicable disease that we're all struggling with and you know what when you say that when you bring up the communicable communicable disease that we're all struggling from. Um, There's another person who was interviewed for this article in the Washington Post, um, and it's the um, producer of um, movies like The Skeleton Twins and um, some other projects who talked about the fact that they really do have to consider Mm -hmm. how or if they are going to react to or include the time of the world we're in right now in projects that are going on for example are they going to have two people showing up on a first date when we're not really that's not reflective of the reality we're living in right now right exactly um are they going to have their actors wearing masks as a reflection of the place where we are in life right now is it inauthentic to ignore that yeah or is that part of capturing the time that we're in as sort of a historical 
um, you know, record. Yeah. And certainly for dramas like TV dramas, et cetera, that are taking place in modern, you know, in contemporary times, you're going to have to address that. It would be weird otherwise. Right. I agree with you. And actually, that's one of the things my favorite show. Maybe you've heard of it. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy is, um, the, you know, they've been upfront about the fact that obviously we are going to have to, um, we're going to have to include this in our storyline. And I'm like, here for it. Um, it would be stupid for a medical, for a medical drama to not include that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just the, and all of those shows, whether it's Grey's Anatomy or any of the like CSI shows, like if they weren't taking, I mean, their job is to take the headlines of the day and turn them into, you know, television drama. mm -hmm. And so I imagine they wholeheartedly will. The, you know, the other side of that is how these, um, how this industry in particular movies and TV is going to adapt to like, how will they tell the stories that don't involve that? So like, you know, if you're going to do a British period piece from like the turn of the 18th century, like you can't have people walking around in masks, yeah. right? So that's just not going to happen. Right. So that's going to require some innovation that, you know, as I was talking about earlier, will lead to, you know, um, probably efficient ways to tell stories in the future that, you know, take less time or less money or less people doing the same thing together in the same space. I also wonder if it's because I react right now to older shows when I'm watching them, when people are side by side or are, you know, hugging each other. I have this like weird reaction to it. Like, what? No, don't do that. We're not doing that. Oh, yeah. And then I wonder if by the time we're starting to get some of the covid stuff, you know, where we will be in the future, if we will then watch that and go, oh, no, like, why aren't they hugging? It's it's just it's an interesting thing to think of as we're watching it sort of move and breathe and live in this time and space. Um, I don't think we can yet fully appreciate how big of an impact it will have yeah, on our entertainment. Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I've got an asinine story oh, good. to share you to share with you about Pippa Middleton oh. and Meghan Markle. Okay. We'll share it after this on my talk one oh seven one. Oh, I've got an asinine story for you Oh, uh, about Meghan Markle and Pippa Middleton. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Um, I really think you can get behind this story, Bradley. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you just want to bring up the rear, I'm going to tell you a story about why Meghan Markle pulled out of Pippa Middleton's wedding over butt scrutiny. Okay, I'm sorry, what? Oh, this story is so good. Butt scrutiny? Yeah, I told you it was asinine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told so you to you're get behind gonna... it. hey Okay, here's the story. This is how it goes. And this is according to that new uh, biography, which, by the way, can I just share with you my favorite part of this biography? I mean, it's not the part not where biography. she had butt oh, scrutiny? No, that's actually my favorite part. Okay. There's a lot of favorite parts. The <laughs> authors of this uh, article finding or this book finding freedom they maintain that the duke and duchess of sussex have uh, were not interviewed and did not contribute yeah, however the lie, but they ahead. say quote when appropriate they spoke to the couple themselves okay so what okay no. well, let's get back to the butts okay okay so tell me the butt story but then i have a broader point yeah oh but- no we got time for all of it so the story goes like this um Meghan Markle, of course, was invited to 
Pippin Middleton's wedding. Pippin Middleton is the sister of the Duchess Kate, Will's wife. Yeah, and everybody liked her butt. At at the wedding of Will and Kate, it was Pippa's booty that was making all the headlines. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, Kate Middleton was upstaged by her sister's booty. Well, apparently, according to this, according to this biography, that's semi unauthorized, whatever. It was um, it was that it was that event that led Meghan Markle to not go to Pippa's wedding lest her butt upstage Pippa. So there's so many things weird with this story. Yes. Now that the, is the an obvious. It's so, so obvious. obvious the butt thing. Like who? Like who would be like? I'm sorry, but her butt is too big, and I cannot have her butt upstage mine. That alone deserves some scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the story, though, it was Megan who didn't who wanted to suppress her butt. That Pippa didn't care about Megan's yeah. butt. No, that's what I mean. Oh, like okay. Megan didn't yeah. want to show up because she didn't want to get upstaged. Yeah. by Pippa's butt. No, no, no. Megan didn't want her butt to upstage. Oh, Pippa. oh, okay. It now gracious, it makes sense. It was gracious. Now, now it makes sense. It was right? gra- yeah. It was grata booty. It was grata booty. <laughs> so. She was saying, I don't want my beautiful butt to upstage Pippa's butt. Right. At her She's own like, wedding, which is a thoughtful thing. This all makes sense now. This all, the world is fine again. Okay, okay. good. So, so Megan apparently put careful thought into her outfit to make sure it was stylish without being splashy. But then just hours before Pippa's wedding, Megan said, oh no, oh no. My butt is too good. She did not say that. No, but th- this is me paraphrasing. Okay. I was like, is that quote in the book? Harry and Megan agreed that she could not possibly turn up at the church with a booty like that. I mean, it was just too who banging. It, who's, who's attributing this experience? This is the book. But I mean, in the book, do they say like, you know, like a source close to okay, Megan's I'll, butt? No, I'll read you what it's. I'll read you the words that okay. allegedly are in the book. They, first, of, first of all, they call it. Megan versus Pippa in the wedding of the rears. This is so quote. Harry and Megan agreed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That she couldn't possibly turn up at the church. After a sto- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Story suggested that Meghan Markle was about to upstage Middleton with her own Pippa moment. Quote, if they worried their arrival might create a media circus despite taking every precaution, now they had no doubt it would. Now that the media was on to the booty, they couldn't bring her booty to the wedding. This is so weird. So they literally are claiming that Meghan Markle didn't want to upstage Pippa, not because of who she was. No, no, no. no literally no, no. her butt. Yeah. Okay, so when I said all was right in the world and now I have it all figured out, I understand the context of how we're hearing about this. So the whole idea of this book is that it's not coming from Harry and Meghan. Wink, wink. It's mm-hmm. probably coming from Harry and Meghan, mm-hmm. which means 
the stories are going to have a certain spin on them. Um, and the spin is going to be, you know, perhaps Harry and Meghan forward or Harry and Meghan positive. Yeah. Which I'm not questioning that these stories didn't happen. So th- so that was that's why I wanted to understand that, because if it was the other way around, I was like, why would you write a book that said you wouldn't show up to somebody's wedding because you were afraid their butt would upstage you? But when you explained that it was actually Megan who was doing the altruistic thing. Yes, that totally makes sense. Coming in a book that allegedly is wink, wink, not coming from them, but probably coming from them. Right. But then so that so sit with that, sit on that, if hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. I'm sinning. Um, why would you ever tell that story? Because in the end, <laughs> it doesn't make you look okay. Sure, it makes you look altruistic, but also really petty and superficial and full of your own butt. <laughs> well, right? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, so that's I why I need I, I still haven't gotten to the bottom of this book. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I, I literally am not trying that hard <laughs> at all. It really is that easy. I know. I know. I told you you could get behind the story. I know. I know. I'm loving it over here. Oh good. Grant's happy. That makes us happy. Um, did you know the story, Grant, about the butts? I did not. But no. I've been now learning quite a bit about the uh, butt kerfuffle. And here. here's yeah. the thing. The butt fuffle. The butt oh, fuffle. I gotta be careful. Ooh, careful. Be very careful. I want to read this book now simply because of the booties. I mean, that actually did I, it for me. This mm-hmm. actually makes me want to read it less. I'm really? dead serious when I tell you that. Because I, I've struggled with this book, and I asked, I tried, you guys. I bring, tried, us in, bring us into your struggle. I tried to get Lori and Julia to give me the skinny on this book, mm-hmm. and Lori was very wishy-washy. Like she, She's very pro Megan and Harry, mm-hmm. to the point where I think she would be willing to overlook, you know, the... the like, I get that Megan has been mistreated and was actually a victim of, you know, racism and... And just a really, really crap press in the UK so that you would want somebody to tell a better tale about you. Right. But why wouldn't you just tell your own tale? I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. Tale. I can't. <laughs> I can't. But you I see tried, what I mean? But I like, can't. Why wouldn't you go instead of like these two people who are writing stories about how great you are because you didn't want to upstage this woman's butt? Why wouldn't you sit down with somebody who is actually going to? You know, tell your story in your own words in a way that, I don't know, came across a little more. I know. Less buddy. No? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I Listen, I'm going to get to the bottom of this by I reading know. the book. Truly. Are you going to read the book? Uh, I think I will try. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. And we have a name for them. And that name is. D Bergs. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ta-da! Who's your D-bag today? Thanks for asking. It's David Blaine. Oh, David Blaine, the mu- uh, musician. Uh, magician? The magician. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, illusionist. Let's call him an illusionist. Oh, illusionist. He's okay. an illusionist. And his next, he's... Now, this is not a D-bag. So, oftentimes... Okay, there's two different contexts of D-bag for me in this segment. Okay. Um, there's, like, the D-bag that's a jerk who's a, who's a Rudy Tuesday and we don't like him. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then there's the D-bag who's, like, a just doing something D-baggy. You yep. know what I mean? Just, like, where you're just like, really, bro? And this is one of those... David Blaine has um, has already has has announced his next illusion, his next stunt. He will be flying over New York City, holding a bunch of helium balloons. Why? Um, because he's not getting any attention. Oh, I mean, okay. I don't actually know why. This so is he's like happen. literally just going to be holding onto balloons and flying over, yeah. like kind of like when you were a kid and you thought, like, if I hold enough balloons, exactly. I'll just get picked up off the ground. But it's, how is that an illusion? Um, I'm not really sure, but you never know with David Blaine. So this is all happening on August 31st. It will air on YouTube. Um, it's called Ascension. Um, he's going to float across the Hudson River from New Jersey to his native New York City, and uh, he says this stunt has been 10 years in the making. Let's turn worry into wonder and take magic to new heights. Um, I just want to remind us all of something, because when I heard this today, I was like, huh, David Blaine, why haven't we heard much from him recently? Didn't Do you have... remember why? Yeah, I think he's got some problematic Me Too issues. Uh-huh. Right? He is presently under active investigation by the New York Police Department after two women have accused him of sexual assault and rape. Yeah. So maybe he should make that disappear first. <laughs> True. Exactly. So do you remember do you remember the like la- one of the last illusions that he did? Isn't he the one that like made like a building disappear? Uh, Yep, I think he did that. Like the Empire State Building or something. It was David Blaine that did that. Not sometimes I get to be perfectly honest. David Blaine and David Copperfield mixed up. I know David Copperfield's in Vegas and he's got his own Vegas thing. David Blaine is more of the like, you know, like he goes out into the world and does stuff. David Copperfield is more of like. Let me make something disappear into this hat. Okay, so David Blaine was in 1999. He was buried underground in a plexiglass coffin for a week. Do you remember that? And then he hung in a glass box over the Thames River in London for 44 days in 2003. Oh, yeah. Yep, I do remember and that. And then in 2006, he tried and failed to break the Guinness World Record for holding one's breath underwater by submerging himself in a tank outside of Lincoln Center. And that's the one that I remember the most. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then he, two years ago, was accused of raping a woman in London in 2004, which... I don't know, maybe, maybe, I'm just, this is just me. If I were under an active investigation for being, like, a dirty dog at the, mm-hmm. at a minimum, yeah. I might not be trying to play Curious George and float across the Hudson Yeah. with a handful where, of balloons. Do you know, like, where that investigation is? All I know is that it's an active investigation. Yeah, that's crazy. Again, it's Who's an active... Uh 
who's paying I mean, presumably for the, there's for the there, balloons YouTube well, it's on YouTube right I was yeah. going to say presumably there's a sponsor I'm sure I'm sure there is that I don't know for sure it's going to exclusively air on YouTube but I don't yet know what the something tells me that there's got to be a sponsor to haunt him and or YouTube because once people you know if if the victims in this case are like hey hi guys we're over here trying to get our day in court with David yeah. Blaine. And he's floating across the Hudson with yeah. a handful of balloons. Like to another country. Right? Like to Canada. Yeah, exactly. That's what Bye. I'm thinking might happen. He's just mocking. gone forever. It's like he's mocking the situation. Exactly. Yeah. I would stay low. I wouldn't do anything in the public eye no. until I was cleared of yeah. whatever wrongdoing if I was innocent. This is ill-advised. Yeah, I would So, you it. know what? Remember when I said it was just like mild D-bag? No, he's a straight up D bag. He is, and when you listen to him, like do his things, he's very—I don't mean to rip on the guy because I don't know him as. No, a No, that's what we do in this segment. But he's so boring. That's the point like, of the segment. He yes. doesn't have. Do you notice when he does his tricks? There's no enthusiasm. There's no like no. like maybe, animation in his face. It's just ugh. maybe well, he could. Uh, maybe he could make a personality appear. The danger <laughs> is there's too much personality coming out of his face, like David Copperfield. Because if you've ever been in a room with David Copperfield, he is the creepiest human alive. <laughs> Like um, he just embodies like like when he looks at you, all of his facial parts are moving, right? And you're like, I don't really trust this guy. He also has an alien that he brings on the stage. I don't know if I'm like giving a spoiler, but I saw the last time I saw his uh, stage show in Vegas, he has an actual alien who shows up and like the thing moves and like walks around. I don't know how he does it. It is insane and it's super creepy. Him I don't here know that, for that. that has to do with anything. You also know aliens. I can't hear the name David Copperfield without thinking about... Copperfield. He also has lady problems. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. What's with these magicians? Never well, trust... Never, that's what it is. Never, never trust, trust a magician. We've always said that. Yeah. No. I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Who's your D-bag trainer? Uh, Kim Zolciak-Bierman. What's she doing? Well, apparently something to her face. But she doesn't want people to talk about of it. Of course. So this story that I saw about Kim Zolciak, I was like, I love these stories because this is so of the moment. Kim Zolciak Bierman claps back at Instagram trolls who accuse her of altering her face. So this is a thing that celebrities do now, right? They get attacked on social media and then they turn. I mean, it's kind of genius. They'll turn the attackers into like they'll become the hero in this story. So they'll take the attackers and then clap back, quote unquote, mm-hmm. by addressing them on social media, which then gets them a headline. But it also reinforces the thing that people called you out on in the first place, which is a little problematic. So I don't know that it's a winning strategy is what I'm saying. Um, in this particular case, people apparently um, she had posted some stuff online and people were like, what are you doing to your face? Because people are horrible. Right. Like, let's just be clear. Right. People do this all the time. Yeah. Um, Especially in 2020 when um, they're looking for something else to focus on. Exactly. Right? The trolls get real trolly because they're bored. And they've been real trolly, especially now, because you're not really... Well, for most of us, in most places, you weren't supposed to be doing much. And that was including... You know, getting stuff done to your face for a lot of people. And in this particular case, they're saying, well, how are you getting all this face work done when you're supposed to be on lockdown? And she goes on, and it's her clap back, quote unquote, that I just thought was delightfully debaggy. Because I just, can I just read some of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's my favorite part. 
Story time. So you bitches could only behave for, I don't know, a week on my Instagram? Listen, I live a bleeping dream. Great husband, healthy, amazing kids, and I'm bleeping healthy. Three successful companies, my own TV show. I don't really give a bleep if you think my face looks altered because I want to know who the bleep is getting an altered face during quarantine. I want to know who the bleep is getting an altered face when they're on blood thinner. Please tell me a plastic surgeon that's going to touch my face. If you find one, let me bleeping know. Anyway, bitter bitches, listen, find oh Jesus. Okay, but this is this is my favorite part. Anyway, bitter bitches, find Jesus, um, find some bleeping positivity in your life, and stop being bleeping nasty. Because some of you are bleeping ugly, like for <gasps> real. Find no. Jesus, but you're ugly. To yeah, the like M, literally, she's like to the G. Like, how dare you call me ugly? You ugly, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh like, God. find some inner peace while I use the you know the f word a hundred times oh, at your face. My word. Like somebody needs to find Jesus, and it's not her followers. Let's just leave it at that. I just have to say, I am highly entertained by that entire caption. Yeah. I mean, she is, well, she is what she is. I mean, if you know Kim Zolciak, this is not out of character for her. I just love the notion that she's going to tell people to, you know, do better by being horrible. Worse. Right? Do yes, better. By, by being I... worse. Exactly. <laughs> do better than and me she went on. right now. She, oh, she, there was more. There was more. Um, a lot of it I can't read, but she goes on. And it's often the ugly ones that are... I don't want to go there. Oh, no. I want to hear this. Okay. You can't start it And it's it often the ugly it. ones that are Christ lovers. That comment, nasty bleep on my page. I just wanted to share that. So she has some deep-seated Yeah, she does. She's got some stuff. Yeah. I like how she calls them ugly, though. They literally showed up to her page and said she... Well, they probably didn't even say she was ugly. They were probably just saying, like, you've had some work done to your face. <laughs> She goes on to say, I like all things big. Lips, bleeps, personality, and paychecks. Big hair, houses, etc. My nose is a little crooked. My heart is huge. My mind is creative. My thoughts are positive. My Tur- hubby and kids are my life. And my handful of friends are the greatest. I'm a believer in your thoughts create your reality. Well, I don't know what that means. Well, her reality is real messed up. Yeah. Have you ever, by the way, do you follow her at all? No. So I do just because I am a kind of mildly interested in her over the topness. Mm-hmm. And she's right. She loves big everything. Like everything is huge on her. Mm-hmm. Like her cheeks, her butt, her, her lips. lips. Yeah. Her man. Interesting. Oh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got more D bags. Uh, Ghislaine oh, Maxwell dirty, dirty will show up. And uh, Tom Cruise will also make an appearance in our D-Bag Double Down after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, we've got a lot of D-Bags. We've got some extras on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 107.1 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And we have so many, so very many Mm D-Bags. We have a little D-Bag Double Down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Extra D-bags. Clean up on aisle four. Okay, this is a real um, 
That's nasty. That's nasty. So, Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, Fancy Pants Maxwell, who's nasty, nasty. She, um, there's an update in this particular case. <laughs> Is that her theme song? <laughs> nasty, nasty. Nasty, nasty. Every, t- every, every time she walks by, you just hear nasty, nasty. nasty. Um, actually, I would love it if that played when I walked into a room mm. or Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. If okay. you're nasty. Um, anyway, I not digress. So back to Ghislaine Maxwell. There's an update. And I just wanted to share this with you because we've been following her for weeks, months, if not more than a year at this point. But here's the Dilio McScrillio. Remember how there was this case? Mm-hmm. Um or I shouldn't say this case. Remember where we were about to get a bunch of documents revealed to us? Yep, and one of them was going to be her deposition, and then she was all like, oh, but there's some sensitive information in there, and blah, 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 blah. So her attorneys were like, yeah, we just found some stuff, and we need some things, and we're going to need you guys to give us a three-week delay so we can wrap our heads around that. They were just playing for time. Yeah. Right? Well, we have an update. Ooh. And it's a good one. A good one for us, not for Ghislaine Maxwell. Lawyers uh, for the British socialite and now um, prisoner. Incarcerated. Incarcerated individual who faces criminal charges that she aided Jeffrey Epstein's sexual abuses um, said on Monday that she had critical new information that could somehow affect her ability to get a fair trial. But... U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska, she's our lady today, in Manhattan court said she had no reasonable basis to order a delay because a protective order in the criminal case meant the new information could not be disclosed. Therefore, um, she did not get that three-week delay, and I still want those documents. When are we getting them? them? I don't know. It's, it's, It's There's still this original delay but the um, but the one that her attorneys were seeking, in addition to that, will not go into effect. So okay, so the original delay, if I recall correctly, they were going to dump them in September. So we already knew that we we had a hard date. I think it's like September twenty twenty second. Well, the court is going to hear oral arguments on September twenty second in. Um, you know, for Maxwell's criminal trial, which, by the way, isn't actually going to start until next year, July. Right. So I feel like there was an original like date. And then this is that they were looking for an extension to that. And that's what they're not going to get. Well, they are not going to get for. it. And I want those documents. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Now, the other thing that's going to be ruled on that we need to talk about, and this is where if I were Ghislaine Maxwell, I, I am confused by this information. So... It turns out that um, there were two things that I wanted to say. One is that prosecutors today, so keep your eyes peeled, are expected Mm -hmm. to respond to a separate request by Ghislaine's attorneys that she be moved into the general population at the Brooklyn jail where she's being held. Because you'll remember just earlier this week, she was saying that the conditions at uh, her conditions were particularly onerous. Mm. She had some onerous conditions. Her onerous uh, experience was not good. But now, riddle me this, uh, Batman. Do you want to move into the, quote, general population if you're Ghislaine Maxwell okay, so and you've been charged with sexually assaulting children? Here's the AKA thing I don't know. Girls? I have not watched enough of those shows where they put people into <laughs> prison. 
No, like, there's like reality the shows. Black. No, 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 not fictional shows. There's a reality show where they enter non-criminals into the general population oh, in sure. prison, right? Yeah, I've heard I that. watched one or two of those. What I don't know, I don't understand enough about prison is where, I mean, my takeaway is that it's all kind of bad. I'm just saying, I think if I were in a prison setting, I would rather be in solitary confinement, but I don't know what solitary confinement is, and I'm sure people are yelling at their radios like, you fool. And it's well, because I have an ignorance, so I'm I'm totally acknowledging that. But the reason I say this specifically about Ghislaine is because what happened to her friend? Well, yeah. So what had happened is, allegedly... uh. Jeffrey Epstein died by suicide. However, there is some speculation that perhaps foul play was involved. Yeah, including but not limited to people very high up in our own government and people very close to Jeffrey Epstein who used to know him. And when people like that say they believe that there was possibly foul play, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just throw that out like it's gossip, right? Mm -hmm. So my point is, I feel like if I were Ghislaine Maxwell, I would... I would be very, very, um, I would be looking over my shoulder at all times. At a minimum. Especially because if those other documents come out and they implicate other people, that's what people are, you know. I mean, it seems to be that there's also some lurid details about her in there that she just doesn't want to come to be made public. But if there are other people... At least that's the story she's telling. Yeah. But if there are other people or other individuals of influence that are going to be revealed in there, that's when I feel like, you know, there's going to be a target on your back because people, you know, if she goes away, this, well, for now, the story would go away. Right. Allegedly. Uh, Can we, do we have time to to debug double down on Tom Cruise? Oh, Absolutely. So from Ghislaine Maxwell to Tom Cruise, there's this other story about Tom Cruise that came up yesterday. And I think I read this during a dirt alert for Lori and Julia that Leah Remini thinks Tom Cruise. Actually, I didn't. And I meant to. So now, um, Holly, you should tell the girls about this story. Leah Remini slams Tom Cruise, claiming he has, quote, wait for it, a master plan for Surrey Cruise. Have you seen uh, this? No. So Tom Cruise is always a D-bag. So, but the story in particular is about Leah Remini, and she says the following about Tom Cruise, because, of course, he doesn't have conne- a relationship with Surrey at this point, right? And hasn't for years. Yeah. I mean, I think Katie was like, hi, it's not happening. Yeah. Bye. Um, and he goes on to say, or she goes on to say, I'm sure that is Tom Cruise's master plan is to wait until Surrey gets older so that he, he can lure her into Scientology and away from her mother. Ugh. I knew Katie when she was in Scientology, and see, she seemed very indoctrinated into Tom's world. But as time went on, I understood why she did what she did to protect her daughter. I'm only assuming that there's some type of agreement to protect her. But of course, that would run out when you know she becomes an adult, and no doubt Tom would then try to... Like, enter her life. Yeah. Much like he has with his other children. Well, yeah. Here's my other question. Well, I just have a lot of questions and we don't have answers to them. But one of the things I've always wanted to know is that first part where you talked about Katie Holmes Mm -hmm. seeming like she was really indoctrinated into Tom's world. Like, I want to know the story of how that fell apart. We want to read her book. I do. But she's never going to write that book until either Tom's dead or Scientology is 
disbanded somehow. But that's the thing I want to know. That's what I'm curious about is how did she change from being indoctrinated to all of all, you know, all the things that Tom is all about. How did she make that? How did she make that pivot? How was she able to see that Suri needed to be saved and freed from that? Also, can I just Tom Cruise is a D bag. Yeah, we know this. Have you been paying attention to Katie Holmes's Instagram lately? No, why would I do this? She's making some kind of bizarre posts lately. I don't, but I've seen headlines about them. And it made me wonder if this story was connected at all. How so? Well, I didn't know what the story was. And so now I see that it probably isn't. But I thought, like, I wonder if there's some weird manipulation where somebody's trying to make her look. Okay. Not Can we normal. talk about her most recent posts? That's the one that... Okay. Is this the bullfrog one? No. Okay. This is a photo of her in her bathroom in a um, teddy... Not a teddy. What do you call that? That's just a camisole. Mm-hmm. Um, Cammy. Hashtag Biden Harris 2020. Yeah. But she's like looking up like in ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. There's another video that was sort of problematic. It's like the fourth post, fifth post. Check that out, if you will. All right. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Stay right there. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.